Alright, volume's all the way up. Let's do this damn thing. Alright, this one's Evans Woods Drive. Welcome to it. We're here. <coughs> We're live. From uh, the room, the dungeon, so to speak. Alright, yeah, so, you know, last week I thought, good episode, got some good feedback. Um, gonna try and incorporate into what we talk about here tonight. Also just kind of goes into the topic, I guess. That's that's one of the things, actually. So, look, they're already, they're already, already coinciding. Alright, so, you know, talking about being present. That's, uh, that's been a big, a big topic of mine, of thought, you know, just kind of really trying to be in the moment, and sorry if you guys hear something squeaking, it's this leather chair, it's, it's comfortable, I guess, but not very, not very silent, so that's what you hear in the background, um, but yeah, being present, like, I think it's super hard to not get wrapped up into everything that's going on with your life, you know. For me, just the schedule and, you know, things that I want to regiment in my life, um, like waking up, going to the gym, okay, then you got to go to work, then you got to, you know, you got to do homework, then you got to shoot the bow, you know, um, read, journal, you know, all these little things that are supposed to keep you in the moment sometimes can distract you as well, and then you got the big ticket items, of course, um, hanging out with friends, it's hard to do that sometimes, it's easier to do with people that, you know, that you're 100% authentic with, but still it's kind of difficult, sometimes, I guess catch myself doing that with with the guys. I think Tanner mentioned it on um might have been on that, that long kind of test run we did of this. And you know, it kinda of stuck with me subconsciously a little bit until thinking about being present and it just kinda of came to mind. Um It's interesting. You know, I've been talking to, talking to Isaac, um, for people who guys, people who don't know Isaac, and I hope that he's okay with me just mentioning how I'm helping, or at least being there, um, he's just going through some stuff, and, you know, that's, that's one of the things that we talked about, was just trying to be in the moment, um, understanding the good and the bad, and how to work, work with it, and through it, to, get out on the other end better than when you started. I think that's kind of the goal with everybody. There is, I wrote something down in the journaling process. You know, you got to keep it, got to keep it consistent. That's the key, right? Um, these were quotes, I think. Um, yeah, this one right here. And it's kind of, a um, I guess it really hones in on the point of, for me, n- 
knowing that because we have such a limited amount of time, you got to maximize it. And to maximize it, you got to be present. That's how I relate the two. So we all have two lives. The second begins when you realize you only have one. I think that's pretty deep. Um, And it's, honestly, it's kind of true. Like, you can go through a lot of the things in life and just do them, right? Just to do them. Oh, got to go to work. Oh, got to do this. But you don't have to do it. Like, you really don't. You get to do these things. Hopefully. You know, the things that you're doing in your life. Enjoying those as you're doing them. And not just wishing for the next thing. Not sitting there and saying, Okay, what's next? What do we do? How do we do it? Alright, what's next? It's... It intrigues me to think that it sounds so simple. And kind of like with all this stuff, it, it does sound simple, all of it. But to practice it is, for some reason, it's difficult. Um, and I guess that's, I guess that's why, you know, when you truly see people living, you know, sorry, got to quit doing the you knows. When you truly see somebody who's living a happy life, or you see, I think you can tell by the way people carry themselves. I think you can tell by the way they enter a room that, you know, and it's not an arrogance. It's just like, hey, this is my energy. This is what I'm giving off. Um, And it's a good thing, I think. I think it shows people that you're you're on the path of finding that authenticity because that's that's what you got to do is be present to do that take in all the little things and and just you know be okay with having the understanding that sometimes you're just not going to understand until after it happens and that's okay that's the purpose of learning and growing because guess what now you do know it and now you now you can use it in the future to not make that same mistake or to make an even better decision to maximize potential in a business deal or a transaction of some sort or in finding someone to go out with or something like that you know it it can be a it can be on a small scale to a big scale. It doesn't really matter. It's applicable to everything. A lot of things in life. Don't want to say everything. A lot. Um, and yeah, that's kind of. It's kind of been on my mind a lot. They've got. I've got. Um, I just finished my first journal, actually, like written, cover to cover of just thoughts. It's pretty cool. I've. Haven't really read through it yet, I will. But, you know, that's 
that's a tool that helps you become present. One of the one of um one of the homies, Nathan Lovett, good guy, shout out. Um we've been we've been talking about a few podcasts and books um that we've been reading. And you know, I'll be honest with you guys, Lovett was a Lovett was a guy who I wouldn't think fraternity brother at PC and also played football. Um I don't think that I would I never thought that I would have these conversations with him. Right? But that's that's surprising about life. Life for in an instant can change for somebody in the sense of, oh damn, I wanna I wanna figure this out. Like and it, it comes to everybody at different times. Some and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it comes super late, like it doesn't matter. But anyway, apologies for the tangent. Um yeah. Been talking about journaling and meditating and doing these things that help you maximize that potential, right? Help you truly understand. And I think that, you know, big point for him, he was like, I don't, I don't know how to do it. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know what, like where to start. And then he was like, then he realized like, oh, you just kind of got to write down. I, um, I told him that I just started writing just, Oh, you know, this is what I did today. Um, so I felt doing this tomorrow, you know, a little, Oh, got this plan for the weekend. And then you start to develop a sense of what you actually want to talk about, what, what you start to value and, um, where you see those values coming to light and things like that, which is pretty interesting in itself. Um, and you know, God damn, really got to figure out how to edit this shit before I send it to people. Cause they'll be like, dude, how many fucking times are you going to say, you know, <laughs> um, anyway, guys, apologies for it. We'll get back to it. Um, same thing can go for the meditation aspect. Uh, he sent me a podcast, Andrew Huberman, Andrew Huberman's lab podcast. Apologies for the yawn, and it was it was pretty cool to learn that, like in your frontal cortex, the left side of it, um, and this is going to be a very high level synopsis, but pretty much, you know, you have the ability to focus on and concentrate on little things when meditating that allow you to maximize that uh, left frontal prefrontal cortex, which is pretty sweet. Um, A bunch of breathing techniques. He talks about like the parts of the prefrontal cortex that are firing and how they coincide together to actually make that happen, which is pretty sweet. So, you know, whoever listens to this, if you want to listen to that one, if you're interested in it, I can definitely send it your way um, via text or whatever. But yeah, stuff like that is, you know, I think it's just interesting. I was talking to one of my friends from high school. Her name's Ava Allen. Goes to the gym um, sometimes with me. Pretty cool. Like hanging out. Um, 
good person. And she was talking about... She also mentioned, you know, being present today, just kind of like having OCD in relationships. And that's, you know, all I'm going to say on that, just kind of how how to manage control. And, you know, we were talking about just trying to understand that the only things you can control are attitude and how you respond to situations, right? And that I feel like personally that that comes from just trying to be present because say I, say I'm, I am approached with a situation, all right, and I could think about all the other little things that I got to do, what I'm doing next month, next year, whatever, and while I'm trying to do this, right, while I'm trying to actively do something right now, maybe it's solve a relationship issue, or maybe it's, you know, talk to a bo- your boss about something I think that, you know, to be present and is when you make your best decisions. Now, obviously, you're going to weigh some outcomes, but I don't think that's trying to be in control. I just think that's trying to figure out the best option for success. And of course, you know, sometimes you're not going to get it right, but you learn from it or you sh- or at least you have the opportunity to. Sorry, you shouldn't say you, sh- you should, but it's all about what you choose to do therefore your response, um, and your attitude, you know, if you're positive and you're going into things with a, an open mind and an understanding that, you know, form your own opinions on things, right? You're not just gonna walk in with some preconceived notion of an ideal or something or walk into a, a movie, think, oh, this is going to suck, and go see it and then form your own opinion. Now, you you could read some reviews or whatever, and that might start you off on a negative or a positive, but even so, if you just kind of are objective in almost every situation, it's a lot easier to be present, I think. Um... Because I, I think if we hold too many biases and all of this, it's it ruins your experience. Like yes, 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 have your opinions, but you know, don't be attached to them. That's what that's. I think that's what um. One of the other podcasts I listened to, uh, Mike, you know the the you never know podcast, it's. He he said that in there, and it, it's it's one of the podcasts that was like, oh damn, you know, thinking about this and talking about this is cool. It's 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 valuable. You know, you gain a lot more than just talking about this, that, and the other about hooking up with chicks and shit. Like it's there's a point in, in time for it to reminisce, but that's not all the time, and it's not the majority of the time. Um, is it a lot easier? Probably. 
but then you don't learn about life and you don't grow and you don't develop. It's kind of funny that all these things lead back to it, but if you're in the pursuit of the best version of yourself and to be present and understanding and just authentic, you you kind of just got to be, which is wild. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think I'm going to, let's see, we'll read something from this first journal that I wanted to share. See if I remember where it is. Let's see. I don't know if any of you guys have touched on stoicism. Okay. Um, there is a collection of stoics. It's called the Daily Stoic. And stoicism is it's a schoolish thought that flourished in Greek and Roman antiquity. One of the loftiest and most sublime philosophies in the Western civilization. I've always believed that the goal of all inquiry is to provide a mode of conduct characterized by tranquility of mind and serenity of moral worth. For the Stoics, we're going to click on this definition, right? Let's see. So for the early Stoic philosopher, as for all the post-Aristotelian schools, knowledge and its pursuit are no longer held to be ends in themselves. It's pretty interesting. Stoics have always believed that the goal of all inquiry is to, be, is to provide a mode of conduct. I already read that, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... And, and, and what, we, what they talk about is, you know controlling the controllable understanding that a lot can't be controlled and that's okay and be okay with that and not worry about the material things you you focus on the, the growth and the learning from what you experience um it's interesting and it's it's deep it's it's one of those things that it, it really challenges your mind to think on on tough subjects that you that necessarily wouldn't. Um, Marcus Aurelius is one of them, one of the philosophers. Very interesting. Here we go. I found it. Okay. This is chapter 76 in it. The present is all we possess. Where you... Were you to live 3,000 years or even a countless multiple of that, keep in mind no one ever loses a life other than the one they are living. And no one ever lives a life other than the one they are losing. The longest and shortest life, then, amount to the same. For the present moment lasts the same for all and is all anyone possesses. No one can lose that. Sorry, no one can lose either the past or the future. For how can someone be deprived of what is not theirs? And it's interesting. He says the past isn't theirs. But it's true. You know, you... Okay, so yes, you lived it and you experienced it. But now it's just a memory. And while the memory is yours, 
that time isn't yours anymore. It's gone. That time is gone. The future. Talking about it, you know. And yes, it's good to prepare. You always have to be prepared. And have a plan. But, you know, we got to understand that it's probably not going to happen the way you actually want it to. Will it happen? More often times than not, yes. But how often really does it go 100% to plan? So I think that, like he says, just you only possess the present. It's all anyone has at one moment in time. So beautiful. Like, that's that's pretty fucking powerful. And it's something that... It's... It's very interesting to think that... These same thoughts were... Thousands of years ago. Yet... Like that. Easy. Right at our fingertips right now. In this day and age. Let's, hopefully I didn't just sound like a total idiot on that. There we go. 3rd century BC. Whew. That would have been bad. Oh boy. We would have been like. Uh oh. Um... And, I, you know, we also talked about it with JT. If you guys don't know JT, played football with him as well. Joined the fraternity at a later later um, time, but great dude. Great individual and just friend to have, for sure. So, we were I mean, talking about that with him, too. Just what his perception of being present is and you know how that's changing for him because he's trying to go to a different school and trying to find a job and figuring out what he wants to do and it's hard but you know we've been going back and forth and the talks are just kind of organic which it's cool to be able to do that like talking to Isaac and JT about this I can as a guy you, you, you can't just be vulnerable you can't does it suck to say I mean yeah to a point like yeah I, I don't need your business out there all the time like I get that um, I'm talking about the tough conversations that are hard to have but that need to be had and tough meaning like, Hey man, that you want to, you want to talk to one of your friends about something, right? But you can't, or you don't think you can because of the way they're going to react. But then you got to understand that your friends like shit, like stuff like that. And then it comes a point where you're either, okay, why don't I just do this? That's my friend. The homies are the homies, right? They're going to be there for you no matter what. or so you, so you hope. And, you know, those that don't react in a positive way, it's, you know, things fall by the wayside. Murphy said it best. Evan Murphy, also a fraternity brother. 
he's he was like, dude, you sometimes you leave things behind in chapters, and other things you take with you to the next chapter, and then that might be left in that chapter. And you know, it's it's true. You don't bring everybody along or bring everything along. And I think, once again, it goes back to the topic today of being present. Like, sometimes you got to give shit up to be present. Sometimes you got to... Sometimes you just got to figure it the fuck out. In the moment. Be there. Be there with the stuff that you've taken from those chapters and leave the other stuff behind. Yeah, that's... That's pretty powerful. And it's good stuff. It's... It's the, it's the, it's things to think about to... Because, I mean, shit... I, I don't have any of this shit figured out. I'm just, I'm talking about this right now, sitting in this chair to, you know, supposed listeners, but I'm really just sitting down here shooting the shit with myself. And honestly, it's, it's cool. I, it's, it's a way for, it's a way for the vulnerability to be able to show in a way that I guess in a sense challenging myself you know talking it out feel, feeling through these concepts and just seeing what sticks really and I think that having the ability to send this to people and have other people listen it it does the same thing or at least I hope it does um yeah that's And it helps. It helps be present. I mean, obviously talking about it, but... So I think with that, we're gonna... This is 10 minutes longer than last time. Hell yeah. Um, Let me know what you guys think about the topic idea. Um, And what else? What what else you guys want to hear? We're talking about life, but... I also like other stuff. Maybe do what I... What we did during the week, if we go on a trip somewhere, could do that. Um, yeah, I might do that. Shake it up a little bit. Let me let me know. All all feedback is loved and appreciated, and want to thank the people who are who I send this to and listen to it and give me that feedback to know that it's it's appreciated and it's it's noted and. It's loved, so hundred percent, all in. Let's uh, let's keep mic'd up, rolling. And with that, uh, episode three is complete. <laughs>